Is it time for China to allow the yuan to appreciate? The U.S. has been putting a lot of pressure, in our view, counterproductive pressure, on China to do just that. If it were up to America, every Chinese would get a credit card so that they could spend more money boosting domestic demand in the hope that they would buy more American goods. But let's think about it. Although the Chinese love American brands, most of these are made in China. If it were up to the Chinese, they want to do it the old-fashioned way. They want to build a better standard of living and in return have more purchasing power so that domestic demand can be increased. In the short term, the Chinese have been investing a lot of money into stimulus programs and those indeed help domestic growth. We have a more provocative view. In particular, we think China should hire Ronald Reagan. Now, that might sound a bit absurd, but if you think about it, most Chinese continue to believe that the U.S. is the most important market for them, and if the U.S. economy is not doing well, that China has a problem. Already, Europe is a bigger trading partner. And indeed, we believe that Chinese could do far more to develop the domestic economy. And it doesn't just do it to develop domestic infrastructure products to build a highway and think that all the economic boom is going to come thereafter. We think that the Chinese could give their country a vision to invest in their own country, to have an entrepreneurial spirit unleashed that will lead to a domestic boom. You don't need to give the Chinese a credit card. There's plenty of um, entrepreneurial spirit there that can boost economic growth substantially and rebalance both the Chinese and the world economy. Having said that, we don't think that China is going to allow its currency to appreciate because of the pressures from the U.S. What will get China to move is the national interest. If it is in China's own national interest, then they will allow the yuan to appreciate. The key here, in our view, will be to keep a very close watch on inflation. The latest inflation numbers confirm that inflation is running up. Housing prices are going through the roof. Wage pressures are soaring. The Chinese traditionally try to control these through controls, restricting loan growth. It's become almost a tradition that at the beginning of the year, everybody rushes to get a loan only to see the government slap the loan growth afterwards to restrict the lending and cause quite some durations in the markets um, and, um, and in the corporations as well. If one allowed the currency to float, or at least to appreciate, then you would have a much more natural buffer. Indeed, the Central Bank in Australia just report, issued a report how a free exchange rate has helped them to contain inflation. And Australia has had a very wild ride in its currency, and if they see mostly the benefits, it's worth taking note. Obviously, if you allow the currency to go stronger, commodity prices would come down in one anyway. The import of commodity prices um, would become cheaper. And if there's one thing as important for the Chinese as inflation, it is commodity prices. Inflation will be a problem for the years to come. Access to commodities is an issue for the decades to come. Importantly as well, now China is in a strong position. They can tackle the issues ahead. They can move towards a stronger one. Whereas in a few years, if they haven't moved, then we may get the next financial crisis, and who knows whether China will be in a position to react as boldly as they have done now. One aspect many people forget is that China has long gotten ready for a stronger currency. You need to have a weak currency when you export low-end goods. However, the toy industry in particular has long moved to lower producing countries within Asia. 
China is more and more focusing on what we call as the high end of the value chain. When you do that, just like Europe, you have more pricing power. Now obviously Europe is still quite a bit further ahead in the value chain, in the types of goods and services they produce, but China is well on the way and is much better equipped to move towards a stronger one than many uh, would expect. Also on the regulatory side, China has taken great strides and not only have there been agreements put in place for one denominated settlements with um, with foreign partners, you now also have one issues in Hong Kong, debt issues in Hong Kong. You only do those sort of things if you want to be ready for a stronger one, possibly for a floating run down the road. Now, I'd like to caution China is going to take this in small steps because if you talk to any Asian business person, of course they love a fixed exchange rate. It's far easier to do business when you don't have to worry about fluctuating exchange rates. It is something that one has to get used to. The U.S., in our view, could play a role in this but not by applying pressure on China and telling them that they'll face fines or other punishments um, if they don't move to a floating exchange rate. Those things will not get China to move. The role the U.S. can play is try to explain China the benefits of a stronger currency. And while they're at it, American policymakers could think about whether those same lessons would also apply to the U.S. It wouldn't hurt if both Congress and the Federal Reserve were to pursue policies that fostered a strong dollar rather than having that just in words that are occasionally uttered by the Treasury Secretary. We have a stake in this debate. We have the Merck Asian Currency Fund investing in Asian currencies, including the Chinese one. I'm Axel Merck, the portfolio manager of the Merck Asian Currency Fund, also of the hard and absolute return currency funds. Please visit our website, subscribe to this video, and our newsletter at merckfunds.com.